Good morning, podcast. I'm Chef Ben, and this is Food in Five, brought to you by HowToNotBurnShit.com, your modern culinary manual. And today we are looking at a brief history of chewing gum. Now, how did an exiled Mexican president with a rubber fetish help to create gum as we know it today? Exactly how long have people been chewing the sticky stuff? And what flavor is bubble gum exactly? Find out right here. Now, it may be surprising to hear that for at least 9,000 years, people have been chewing things like gum, usually some kind of tree resin, wax, or grass. Gum-like things historically were chewed as an appetite suppressant to clean teeth or just for enjoyment. And despite the long and chewy history, gum as we know it wasn't really invented until about the mid-1800s to early 1900s. In 1848, the first commercially produced gum came to market. It was invented by a man named John Bacon Curtis, and his gum, based on native gums, was made of boiled spruce resin mixed with paraffin wax and flavorings. Unfortunately, this gum really didn't taste very good and never really got that popular. It wasn't until a few later, years later, in 1869, that the first patent for chewing gum was awarded to Amos Tyler. Tyler never commercially produced gum, but his patent was used by a dentist named William Semple. The main ingredient in his gum was charcoal and chalk. Sounds delicious. Also in 1869, exiled Mexican general Antonio Lopez de Santa Ana, see, he came, he came back, pushed his idea of a rubber substitute on a man named Thomas Adams. Lopez's idea was to use chicle, I'm not pronouncing that right, but whatever, which is a natural gum found in Mesoamerica to create a rubber substitute, make a fortune, and return to his proper place in Mexico. This didn't happen, uh, and eventually Lopez abandoned the project. Adams, however, went on to use chicle to create the first widely accepted and distributed chewing gum. All he had to do was add flavor. Adams found success with chicle, gums creating flavors like sour orange and black licorice, and even patenting the first machine to commercially produce gum. The only issue was that these gums didn't hold their flavor. It wasn't until about 10 years later in the 1880s that a man named William White added sugar, corn syrup, and peppermint uh, extract to the chicle that the flavor problem was solved. For whatever reason, the peppermint flavor lasted much longer than any other flavor. That same year, Henry and Frank Fleer uh, put what was essentially a candy coating on their gum and called them chiclets. They also invented the first bubble gum called Blibber Blubber, but it was too sticky and didn't sell well. Uh, in 1891, William Wrigley entered the scene, and at this point Wrigley hadn't really added anything new to the gum world, and really his gum was the same as anyone else's. However, within a few short years, his company became one of the largest in the world, based almost entirely on marketing. Wrigley had been giving away two packs of gum with every purchase of a can of baking powder, which was, pretty new, uh, which was a pretty new invention at the time. Within a few years, Wrigley had introduced Juicy Fruit and Spearmint flavors. And literally on the back of marketing alone, he became the largest gum producer in the world. And in 1828, an account executive for the Fleer Gum Company named Walter Dymier, experimenting at home, accidentally developed what would later become Double Bubble. Unfortunately, the day after he invented it, he lost the recipe. It took him four months to recreate it. As a trial, he took some of the new bubblegum to a local candy store to see how it would sell. They sold out in the first day, and Double Bubble was a hit. The pink color came from the fact that pink was the only food color in the gut that the gum factory had, and that classic bubblegum flavor comes from a combination of banana, strawberry, cherry, and orange. 
Today, there are thousands of different varieties of chewing gum and bubble gums. So many varieties, in fact, that it's hard to choose one sometimes. Uh, it's pretty clear that gum has no danger of falling out of popularity anytime soon. And since we've been chewing it for over 9,000 years, it's safe to say that we'll be continuing the tradition for a long time to come. I'm Chef Ben. This is Food in 5. This has been a brief history of chewing gum. You can follow me on Instagram at Chef Ben Kelly, uh, on Twitter at Chef Ben Kelly, and on Facebook at Ben Kelly Cooks. You can like and subscribe to this podcast, and if you really like it, you can tell your friends about it. And if you really, really, really like it, you can go to Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Chef Ben Kelly and become a patron of mine, which would be amazing if you did that. Also, if you are a chef or a cook and you're out in the world listening to this, then you should go to Amazon and you should type in the first 5,000. Uh, I wrote an ebook just for chefs and cooks um, about social media and how to build your following and why you should. And if you are a chef or cook, you should go check that out again. That's called The First 5,000. Um, anyway, I hope that you all have a great Tuesday. I'm Chef Ben. This is Food and 5. I'll see you tomorrow.